Welcome to the Catholic Frequency. Today, we're going to be talking to one of the missionaries of mercy, commissioned by Pope Francis. And we're going to find out more about this very special group of priests. We're pleased to be joined by Monsignor George Majoris from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Monsignor, thank you for being here. Can you tell us what is a missionary of mercy? Basically, we're, we're priests either diocesan priests or religious order priests who have been selected by Pope Francis during the, uh, at the beginning of the Jubilee year of mercy to be uh, conduits of God's grace and, and to be a particular sign of God the Father's a readiness to welcome people back to the arms of his mercy, to his pardon, to the church, uh, and uh, to help uh, each other reconcile so that we can manifest more truly uh, and more perfectly the face of Christ and be merciful as the Father is merciful. So we were given a special mandate by the Holy Father uh, to uh, go out and be, try to be as persuasive preachers of mercy. That's the way he was described. And to commit ourselves to... Uh, being available for in any situation for anyone who desires to come to the throne of mercy and confession, and also to give personal witness uh, of God's closeness uh, to his people by the example of our lives too. And so that commission came uh, on uh, Ash Wednesday of, uh, of uh, 2016 in Rome by the Holy Father himself. And I, I think I read there's what, there's like a thousand, some, roughly a thousand in the whole world? In the beginning, there were, uh, we were a thousand, a little over a thousand. Uh, by now we have, uh, through deaths and transfers, uh, we're down to 900. Well, it's still a pretty... And 100, pardon me, and 135 in the United States. It's a pretty select group compared to how many priests there are in the world. There's hundreds of thousands of priests. Were you surprised? How did you find out you'd been chosen for this special uh, special role? And, and how surprised were you? Uh, ironically, a lot of the priests asked that question. How did you get chosen? I would tease and say, well, Pope Francis picked up the phone <laughs> and called me directly. Actually, what happened, uh, how I became a missionary in mercy, was I heard Pope Francis announce the Extraordinary Jubilee. Then, like many people, I went online to follow what, what does this mean? And as I saw the Jubilee year, the Extraordinary Jubilee year unfolding, I saw on the toolbar, it said, Missionaries of Mercy. I clicked on it. I read the description and I said to myself, any good parish priest could do this. And it said, apply. So I clicked on and actually applied and then the application process concluded with getting a letter from your your bishop a good standing letter from your bishop that was all filled out and sent in and uh, I, I did that by november by december i received an email that from the pontifical council for the new evangelization that said thank you very much but we have enough <laughs> so when i so when i let archbishop chapu know he says, I hope you're not disappointed. I said, no, no. I said, it's, it's really 
this is in God's hands, whatever he wants and according to his will. So rest of end of December, I went on retreat in, in January. I came back from retreat and making an eight day uh, directed retreat. And I said, I'll check my emails later. And something prompted me to say, you better check your emails. Sure enough, I go to my computer, check my emails. There's an email from the Pontifical Council and said, wait a minute, we do need more. We want you, please come to Rome and uh, for Ash Wednesday, 2016. So that's basically how I was chosen. I applied, I saw what our Holy Father was doing. And I, I made application. I was accepted and endorsed by my bishop. See, you should have told us that Pope Francis called you. I, I would have believed you. <laughs> you have an honest face. I would have believed you. But now, now the secret's out. So one of the okay. things I read about, you know, people, you know, know about confession, of course, and hopefully Catholics go on a regular basis. But a lot of people probably don't know that the Catholic Church considers some sins so severe that the pardon of them is actually reserved to the Holy See. Uh, can you tell us about that? Because he's given you a role in that. Absolutely. And that's the mandate that comes directly from him and which was renewed uh, after the year of mercy. So the, the, uh, the list of the, the sins, the reserved sins that we are allowed to forgive in, his, in the name of the church and under his mandate uh, consists of, first of all, desecration of the most blessed sacrament. Secondly, the use of force uh, against our Holy Father, mm. physical force. Thirdly, absolving uh, someone in the sin of uh, against the sixth commandment of the Decalogue as an accomplice. So if uh, a priest would forgive someone that he would be uh, using or abusing for his own sexual gratification. That's a reserve sin. Also, uh, um, the direct breaking of the seal of confession is a violation and a reserve sin. And then finally, they, uh, after the initial mandate on, the, our, on our renewal, it was also added that uh, the recording, and I want to read the words correctly, absolving someone who has recorded with a technical device what a priest or penitent has said in the sacrament of penance, whether real or simulated, and how that would be disseminated via social media. Wow. And so that is also added uh, as a reserve sin. And of course, uh, during the Jubilee year, the Holy Father extended the uh, uh, faculty to abs absolve the sin of abortion. Uh, across the world. Here in the United States, we priests had had that faculty for many years uh, at a particular, in, during the uh, penitential seasons, but and especially then it became extended throughout uh, the whole year for us priests here in the United States. But the Holy Father made sure that was universally given uh, all over the world. You know, Pope Francis has done a lot of things about mercy. One of the things he's uh, always reminding us about is to be merciful to the poor, uh, to remember the poor, not just to give them money or material gifts, but to, to be their friend. Uh, I think I read in one of his letters to uh, be a companion on their journey, 
which is a difficult one. And I think it's hard for many Americans to even know how, um, what conditions are in different parts of the world is this abject poverty. The poorest person in the United States is, would be a millionaire compared to, to what goes on around the world. And one of the things the Pope has done, I think uh, about three or four years ago, he created something called the annual World Day of the Poor. And that's coming up in November. Can you tell us a little bit about this special Sunday? Right. He actually mentions it in his bull establishing the extraordinary jubilee year of mercy because he highlighted prior to that the corporal and spiritual works as a sign that as we're all involved as baptized members of the church to live this relationship as the body of Christ. So, yes, he, he desired that this would be set aside for us to not only reflect but to put into more direct practice. And really, he's re role modeling for us. From day one, he has role modeled how he has uh, he sees this happening because he himself would take time to be close to those who are poor and lowly. Uh, he established uh, 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 dinners and uh, meetings with uh, those who are uh, poor. He uh, uh, highlighted and appointed one of his uh, members of his own staff and the choral staff to, to make sure that they are the, the care, uh, caregivers to people who are most in need. Establishing the clinics around the Vatican, opening up showers to make sure that people had the basics of clean, to clean themselves and to have facilities where they could uh, wash and be cared and also to be cared for and fed. Uh, so our Holy Father established and wants uh, this to continue as a, another sign of the blessings of the Jubilee year. Unfortunately, like many things in Rome, unless it's picked up by good people like yourselves to, uh, to spread the word via in your ministry and also our bishops to promote it, it can get lost in amid the cadre of things we have to, we are called to do in day-to-day -day ministry. What I found interesting is each year um, there's a theme where the Pope might put, uh, pick out a, a verse from scripture or something and sort of focus on that, uh, maybe a different theme each year. And this year it is stretch forth your hand to the poor, which I believe comes from the book of Sirach. Can you um, elaborate on that a little bit? Right. And of course, Sirach is, uh, uh, is situated in wisdom literature of the, uh, of the Old Covenant. And really, uh, as he, the Holy Father would say, it's almost like a compendium of good advice for us to follow in our relationship with the Lord. How can we approach the Lord if we ourselves do not care for one another as the body of Christ? And so he, he gives out he, he uh, mentions this, that this is a way that we could break through our, maybe our own uh, lack of knowledge is to see how scripture is calling us to stretch out our hand to help give, not only uh, give something automatically say, okay, I'm done with, but to give in such a way that we recognize through each other's eyes that we're made in the image and likeness of God. So we're, we're helping a person, another human being, and in that way, realizing how that act of giving 
is actually giving us a blessing and stretching us to the point, helping us to live the gospel more effectively, more concretely, to, to uh, embody and incarnate the gospel message that what you do for the least of my brothers and sisters, you do for me. So it, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's full of great advice. And his, his letter, his, uh, his uh, letters on the uh, World Day of, of the Poor are short and sweet, but so inspirational and filled with, uh, with his pastoral solicitude for the, not only the poor, but if for each of us in such a way to help us grow through this experience that at first we might want to back off from or feel unworthy of. But he's really inviting us and, and at the same time stretching us uh, to realize this is core to the gospel. One of the uh, bedrocks of um, Catholic so social teaching is what we call the corporal works of mercy. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, that's work for, you know, nuns and priests and, you know, Catholic charities and these things. How important is practicing mercy for the average layperson that is Catholic? Again, I would go back to uh, the saying that it would be part and parcel of our, uh, our accepting the gospel and accepting our invitation to be disciples of Christ, to follow him who said, who is the one who is mercy itself, the image of the Father's love. And, and I would go back, go back to our last point to say, as the Lord stretched out his hand, that he, that it also another way of looking at that theme is to say how he was not afraid to touch, especially in this time of pandemic, huh? but he was not afraid to touch, to be involved, to roll up his sleeves and get his hands involved whether it be the healing of the blind man or of the uh, or of feeding the multitude uh, at the multiplication of the loaves. Uh, so that reminds us of our invitation to be close to our brothers and sisters who are experiencing all kinds of traumas or difficulties or, or needs and wants and, and are helpless and, and hopeless by our stretching forth our hand, by our closeness to them, then we could be a source of hope and also share as we are, we share in, we are compassionate to share in their suffering and also to help lift the burden, lift them up. So it's a marvelous image uh, that he uses, uh, extrapolates from the scriptures, uh, from his own reflection, it's, it's, he's uh, amazing. What has been the reaction? You're in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. What has been the reaction there to you being a missionary of mercy from your parishioners, from your, your brother priest? What, what kind of feedback do you hear about it? Well, you know, initially everyone's really excited, but they were still trying to figure out what does it mean? <laughs> and so in all honesty, it's like, yes, but what does, what is it? <laughs> and so you, it gives a chance to explain and so to do the catechesis, but um, there's still an, uh, there's that all in wonder. Yes, but tell us more. What does it mean? And those who, that have, uh, that I've been privileged to exercise these faculties and to use them 
uh, it's been a privilege and uh, inspirational to see the hand of God really uh, bringing the dead back to life, consoling uh, the sick and suffering, to heal and forgive the sinner, and to feed and nourish our brothers and sisters. Amazing. God is God is close to us, and I think that's it's one of the ways that uh, He makes Himself visible through the sacraments. But but for each of us to realize that we are a sacrament to one another in that sense of we are called and and to be the body of Christ to one another, to be that healing, to be that strength, to to be and experience the the, the God that we love and worship. To one another. Now, um, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but I think next year you're going back to Rome. I guess occasionally Pope Francis calls all of you together, the missionaries of mercy. So, what are you expecting when you go, and what is that like when you uh, go to the Vatican and meet with the Pope? Well, uh, first of all, that uh, we're not quite sure because of the pandemic how it has affected the schedule. So, we know we were due to be in Rome this April. So. We really don't know if it's going to be next year or the year after, so we're we're still waiting. Um, it's always exciting because one uh, we uh, meet and uh, with each other, and since that opportunity is has uh, there have been two previous opportunities. The first time the commissioning in 2016, our last visit in 2018. So that gives us an opportunity to make more friendships and to share more information and share best practices and experiences with each other. And always to hear, to be in his presence, to hear his words are inspiring. And the last time we had the privilege of, of all, at the time there were 600 of us out of the uh, 900 that gathered because some countries would not allow their priests to leave or they had trouble getting travel visas. So out of the 600 came, the Holy Father greeted each and every one of us and never skipped a beat. So, and he wanted to do that to show us that of his closeness to us and our ministry. So Shannon, it's, uh, it's, it is inspiring always. And his words uh, are, uh, as I said, inspiring and challenging to us and our ministry. And also, I would say a sidekick, uh, Archbishop uh, Reno Fischichella is the president of the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. Now, that all that is those titles and those those councils might change with the reshuffling of the Vatican. But he has been our point person between the Pope, our liaison. So he also is a. Uh, gives also presentations and talks as well as the other members of the congregations to enrich us. So it's a, it's a powerful time for us to gather intellectually, but spiritually and fraternally. We also had, uh, we ourselves uh, were, had our first national gathering. So it was suggested at our first conference that we would gather as a national group. So I spearheaded the creation of our uh, first national gathering of the Missionaries of Mercy of the United States of America and Canada. And um, we, were, we were fortunate to have it this uh, past January, so before all the pandemic broke. 
uh, that on all the lockdown. We met in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, we were enriched. Uh, we were able to share again our experiences, best practices, but also reflecting on the gospel, and especially the gospel of, uh, of forgiveness, of of service, and to the poor. How we can enrich each other through our experiences and further our missionary work here in the United States. It went very well. And we had a delegate from Rome come, Bishop uh, Franz Peter von Tibbetz came, who was uh, gave an excellent presentation and stayed with us for our two and a half day conference. So uh, that's part of our process that we will continue to augment our our, our meetings in Rome with our national gatherings. And we have, uh, we have a website, missionariesofmercyusa.org. So I invite you to visit it. Monsignor, thank you so much for your time. God bless you for your ministry and for your service to the church. Can I um, ask you to close us out with a blessing? Yes, my, my privilege. The Lord be with you. And may the blessing of Almighty God Come upon you all to strengthen you to know his love and through his love to be formed into the image and likeness of his son by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit to go forth and proclaim his love and mercy.